Hi, we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan, and this week I'm joined by Ben in LA. Welcome, Ben. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Duncan? I'm good. How How is your Game Week 11 going? Uh, not too bad. Uh, do you want me to go through my, my Game Week? Before you do, what was your football moment of the Game Week so far? Uh, my football moment of this Game Week uh, might be quite painful for you, Duncan, was the Spurs-Arsenal um, match, which I thought had a couple funny moments um, re- relating to the managers. The first one was when Son scored his worldie. I don't know if you saw Mourinho celebrating. Did, yeah. But Mourinho was celebrating as if he scored the goal, which I thought was a little ridiculous, with his arms um, outstretched. Um, he, he basically made himself look like Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's as if he scored the goal. Uh, and then the second funny moment was for the second one where there was the counterattack. Um, Thomas Partey is an injury. He's walking off. <laughs> and then Arteta tries to push him, push him back onto the pitch. He stopped the counterattack. And then Partey's like, it's like, no, nah, I'm not having this. He runs a bit and then he just gives up. I, was, I thought that was pretty funny too. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> So I'm going to ignore talking about that game as much as I can. But one thing that I do want to talk about from that game is uh, is obviously avoiding the result or the performance or anything like that. Hector Bellerin's throw-ins. Like, this needs to be talked about. Every game I watch with Arsenal, and I watch a fair few, he has a foul throw. And every single time the commentator's like, wow, I haven't seen a foul throw since 1985. And Bellerin does it every game. It's insane. Someone needs to tell him how to take a throw, and he's a fullback. <laughs> it's his job. It's, like, it's, it's his so job. embarrassing that it's a foul throw and they, the other team gets awarded the throw. Like, that's how bad it is. It's not just like retake it. It's... If, I'm, I'm, if I'm remembering Bellerin, he, he's the one who doesn't release the ball before it, before it gets to his head. Is that right? Or is before... it? Or does he... Or does he foul throw in multiple ways? Like, is his foot over the line? Is he know, jumping? As he yeah. I, I haven't watched the technique <laughs> because it's not often like that they zoom in on the guy taking the throw in. Um, there's normally you, kind of a wide you pan. You can instantly tell it's a foul throw, though. Well, you just don't see it. You, commentators mention it quite often that he looks like he's giving foul throws and then the referee blows their whistle at some point during the game and gives the throw in to the other team because he took a foul throw. Like, it's that bad. Oh my god! We need to get that Liverpool uh, throwing coach. coach. Although he's he's part of his contract is he's not going to work with another Premier League club. So when we get relegated, we can sort that out. Um, my my football moment is um, uh, so I, I listen to quite a few of the games on radio during the day because I've got a little daughter, so I can't always watch it live, um, and. One of the ones I was listening to while I was making her tea tonight was um, the Liverpool game. And the commentators uh, were saying, you know, it's brilliant to have the fans back, 2,000 fans. And what we're going to do when they sing You'll Never Walk Alone is we'll just shut up and let you listen. And it was quite a, quite a poignant moment to hearing fans back in stadiums and singing, you know, Arsenal don't really have a brilliant song that the fans sing before games. Like I feel it's slightly commercialized and it kind of changes uh, fairly often, but you never walk alone is one of the classics. So yeah, it kind of shivers down the back of your spine. It was nice. 
Um, yeah. Are you, are you thinking about going to a game anytime soon? How well, hard is it to get one of these 2,000 allocations? Well, it's, it's, it's easy. Well, it's not easy. It's easier if you're in tier one of the tier system in the UK. But I'm in Manchester in the northwest, so I think we're in tier three. So there aren't any fans in Manchester at the home games. I think if you're in London or Liverpool, then you're able to have fans. So it slightly gives an advantage, I think, to teams who are playing at home in tier one because there's less restrictions so they can have the home support and surely that's going to help. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just worth having the fans back in. Like, results don't matter as much as getting people back into stadiums and getting back to normal. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Um, so you mentioned your game it was going pretty well. Um, how well exactly? So I am currently on 69 points with Lamptey and Basuma to play, um, reporting during um, the Liverpool game. Um, so given the whole Villa Newcastle postponement because of COVID, um, I, I don't have Martinez or Grealish playing. I decided not to do anything and just roll out 10 players, um, defender wise, I have, um, Chilwell and Diaz. So Diaz got a clean sheet, um, in midfield, I have, uh, Bruno who only played one half, but picked up an assist and two bonus. Uh, I captained De Bruyne, <clears throat> which I think worked out pretty well. Although, having seen the highlights for that game, he could have had a, a massive haul. He missed a one-on-one, hit, hit the crossbar. Um, and my fourth midfielder is Ziyech, who unfortunately picked up a hamstring injury during that game. Um, but my forwards all scored points, so Kane, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin. Um, so looking at live FPL, uh, it looks like I'll have a green arrow to around uh, 150k, which is pretty good. The only problem why that green arrow is not that big, and we'll probably talk about it later, is like basically all the big hitters this week returned. I don't have Son, he got a goal and assist. I don't have Salah, he got a goal and assist. Um, Sterling got a goal and assist. So it seems like no matter which big hitters you had this week, you, you probably got you probably got a decent score. Yeah, it's just captaincy. Captaincy is important, you know, for those people who put on Fernandez against, you know, in comparison to Kane, Son or De Bruyne. That's maybe a, a bit of a difference. But yeah, I agree. A week where a lot of people will get pretty high scores. Um, so Ziyech, I'm guessing, is is your man on the chopping block with that injury. Yeah, Ziyech is on the chopping block. And then... Um, I talked about this, I think, on last week's pod, but was definitely looking to get Liverpool assets in for the Fulham game, um, just so I have a really, you know, good captaincy option. Um, so that's kind of still the plan. So you're thinking you've got two transfers because you've probably pretty sensibly, considering your good score this week, you've got two transfers going into that that Liverpool away to Fulham fixture. Ziyech is going to go. I guess you're thinking about Salah. Yeah, I, uh, the move I was actually planning before any of the, the games were played this week was um, downgrading Kane to a cheapie and then going 3-5-2 um, and then doing uh, Bissouma to Yota and Ziyech to Salah and then captaining Salah. Um, 
the cheapy I'm going, the cheapy I was gonna go with was Brewster, but he, I don't know if I want Brewster now because he's he's just a ten minute substitute. He's lost his place to McBurney. Um, so is, I it was much, looking... is, is it much difference to Basuma who gets two points? You know, one point, two point. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, not too much, but um, I can actually afford um, up to six million for my my forward. Um, so I was looking at Dan, Danny Welbeck because uh, you know wow. Arsenal, Arsenal and Man United legend. You know you can have him. Just Man United legend, I think. You can, <laughs> we can forget the Arsenal bit. Um, goal, and ass- goal and an assist in his last two game weeks. Uh, nailed on because Neil, I think Neil Murphy is injured. Um, yeah. I could also go Che Adams, but then Che, you know, Che Adams is almost too good where it may think I may consider playing him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't want. I want someone who's like who never plays. <laughs> it just sits on your bench. It's someone who um, will play when I need him, but I never want to consider starting him over Yotta. And you've got you've got a point backs in that range. You've got a point five saving from Che Adams to Welbeck as well. And if he's bench fodder, you want that point five. That's quite a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or what do you think? Or I could just go Brewster and really save, but uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, I think think about it. I mean, I'm only going to lie to you because <laughs> I want to try and catch you somehow. But um, yeah, I'll let you choose between those two. Brilliant options, Brewster or Welbeck. Um, the, the problem with Brewster is I'll have a bench of Brewster, Kilman, Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah. Is, this is the issue, man. Is a terrible bench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my my game week so far, I think I'm on... Uh, the FPL site is saying that I'm on 66 points, same number as you, but um, got some bonus to come in. Um, so I think it's 69 with a minus four. Um, my minus four this week was, as Andy alluded to a couple of game weeks ago, Cancelo was a terrible transfer for me that game week. Uh, he got dropped, um, didn't play in the game against, uh, who was it? Uh, Burnley, which was really annoying because that's the game I kind of brought him in for, for Fulham and Burnley. Didn't play in that one, did play in the Champions League, full 90 minutes. Walker got another rest. And the last time that happened, Walker came in and played the Premier League game. But Pep Roulette, so hard to predict. And I took a hit. I got rid of Cancelo. I brought in Chilwell, which, you know, I'm at peace with that decision because I think I did not like the feeling of, you know, is he going to start? Is he not going to start? So I, I'm glad that I've now got Chilwell, Lamptey and Diaz at the back. So that's I'm happy with that. I took a hit because I made an early transfer and I took out James Rodriguez and I brought in Yotta, um, which again, I'm kind of happy with. Yotta hasn't started this game, which is annoying, but I knew that when I brought him in, I knew that I was happy with him getting some minutes, even if it wasn't very much at the end of a game, because I think he could still do something. Um, yeah, apart from that, KDB captain, like I brought him in for, that's great. Kane, Cavett, and Bamford, same as you. Very similar team, but <laughs> I don't know, like 70, 80 points behind you, something like that. And you have uh, Suchek coming in. I've got the big man, Suchek. So finally, I've I've got a goal from him. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I'm done. I'm happy with that. 
that's what he was here for. He was here for first on my bench every week. And when one of your big players gets dropped, he comes in and you hope that that week he'll have scored a goal like Campwell did for me last season. And Grealish doesn't play this week. Suchek comes in with eight points. And that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think my conundrum or where I need to um, move players around now, I probably need to stop taking hits, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to try and make that my last hit for a little while. I think uh, I've got Mane and Yota, and it's that Fulham away fixture that I'm thinking about as well. I think it's kind of the perfect fixture for me to be able to make a sideways move between Mane and Salah and just get rid of Mane. That was an error <laughs> bringing in Mane. I was just trying to save a bit of money at the time because they were quite far apart in terms of like, cost. So now I can make a free transfer, Mane out, Salah in, Captain Salah, and... Yeah, I think my t- my team's pretty settled now. I've sorted out a lot of the issues that I had, hopefully, and I can stop taking hits, which is definitely needed. Um, I think for everyone else, the big news is Andy has, so far, with the game weeks kind of still playing, it's Sunday night, Liverpool game has just finished, um, Andy has breezed past me and Gary into third amongst the podders. Um, what a comeback. What a comeback, yeah. He hasn't been taking hits like crazy like I have, and he didn't take a hit this week, and that's so he's three points ahead of me at the moment. Um Mason Mount. Mason Mount was a great transfer from Andy, getting rid of Juan Mata. He got Mata for his assist and then he got rid of them. Um Gary is having a bit of a nightmare. He's down at the bottom of the league now. Um Laporte was in his team, didn't play. Torres was in his team for Man City, didn't play. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's struggling a bit. But as we know with Gary, he is going to be the perfect kind of player to pick differentials to climb back up the ranks, isn't he? Laporte is an interesting one because what has happened to him? Like, he's not injured. Hmm. Did he have a falling out with Pep? Like, it's hard to understand. The, what I've seen is that you know, Pep's comments are basically saying like, uh, "I'm dropping players for a lack of concentration." If you're, if you're strikers or forwards and you're not scoring goals, then you're not going to be in the team. And if you're defenders and you're making mistakes, you're not in the team. So there, there is talk that John Stone has taken his first team place, um, which is worth keeping an eye on for John Stone's price. But it's just too risky, isn't it? Like Diaz is the man from Man City to go for in the defence. I know he may get rested. Uh, here and there, but he seems like the most consistent starter at the moment. And I tried to double up there with Cancelo and him and I got burnt against Burnley. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with one for the moment. Yeah, makes sense. Um, If you want to take us on in our league, um, we're going to have a look at the listeners' league after our talking points. But if you want to take us on um, in the FPL FF Fanatics League, then the code is in the show notes and um, yeah, and we will feature the the top five later on in the pod. But before we do, Ben, we've got some talking points. Um, so some of these are ours and some of these are the other podders that they've sent to us. Um, so first up, this is one that I think both you and me wanted to talk about, Ben, is big hitters. Like you said, they've all done pretty well this week. So the names I'm going to list have all scored well this week, considering. 
Um, Fernandez, Salah, KDB, Sterling, Kane, Son. And we were saying before we started recording, we think it's fair to say that you could have three of those in your team and still have a fairly balanced team this season. So which three do you have at, you know, at this point in the season? What do you reckon, Ben? How would you rank them? Yeah, so the ones I, I currently have are KDB, Bruno, and Kane. Um, I'm looking to swap out Kane for Salah. Um, Even after what he's done in the yeah, and, and that it's been tough because um, I think this week's fixture, you know, Kane and Son did really well again. I mean, Son is the the top scorer in FPL, and then Kane is the um, the second top scorer in FPL. Oh. Um, and they have uh, Crystal Palace next. I just wonder, though, it feels like they're less explosive than uh, a City, Liverpool, or even a Man United, um, given like their counter-attacking style. Mm. And I just remember that game against West Brom where they, they kind of struggled, right? I think and they Brighton won as well. Yeah. And Brighton. Um, I see the Palace game will look a little bit like that is my my guess. I think they'll still win, but maybe not maybe not 4-0. Then they have Liverpool Leicester Wolves next. So I think I'm just gonna go with what I was planning to do and not change course. Also I, I you know I left Kane in against Arsenal because you you know this better than anyone. He always scores against Arsenal. Yeah, um, I do. He's, now the, he's the top scorer in the North London Derby top scorer in history in that fixture um but when you look at the game he he just he is so deep um so i i do like salah a lot i think salah gives good captaincy potential um i think works good, what, works well with um man city as well they kind of rotate quite nicely with captaincy. Yeah. so i think like having salah and then um de bruyne i think is safer than raheem um just because I think he's on a lot of set pieces, penalties. Um, I like how Pep is now playing in that kind of attacking midfield role, whereas before last season, he would sometimes be a little bit further back. Um, and then I think Bruno Fernandez is, I think, just really good value for his price. I think he's like, you know, two million cheaper than uh, Salah. Essential to everything you not man you does. We get a lot of penalties too. So um I'm gonna roll with Salad De Bruyne Bruno, but I can definitely see the one I can see a case for is actually Hyungman Son, because he's actually a lot he's still only nine point five. So he actually is a lot cheaper than than them. I think I'm just gonna because I can afford the other three, I think I, I'm gonna go with them. But the, I don't know the the other guys as well, so Fernandez, KDB, Salah, and Kane, they all have penalties, which I guess they're they're more expensive, so fair enough. But Son doesn't have as many routes to goals, you know. He's got some set pieces, I think, um, but not as much as the other guys. Yeah. Reflected in his price. But like you say, maybe you have a Son and that means, you know, your fifth midfielder or your fourth midfielder can be that much more expensive, like a Ziyech or you know, Pulisic or something like that. Yeah. So how would you rank which, which, those? Which three are your favourites, Duncan? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously we've got the same favourites. So, we have we have practically the same team for most of the season until I did some. Well, you don't things. have you don't have Bruno Fernandez. I don't know, but I would actually put uh, I actually put Bruno and KDB on a par at the moment at the top of the list. I think they're playing very similar position. I think they're also been shifted further forward from where they were last season, and they both had incredible seasons last season. Um, yeah, and I think I think I put those two ahead of Salah at the moment, but I think I, those those three you mentioned are my top three as well. Um, I do I I did think before the season, you know, Son is the man to have. I had him in from game week one, and I thought, you know, he's massively underpriced. He's performed every season, and every season he's either been away at the Asia Cup or he's had military service or something like that, and he's never had a proper full season to get that 200 points. Um, and I thought he would this season, but do you, but do you I, think it's I worth keep destroying him. your team to have four of them? And one of those four is Son. Because um, I think it can be done. It basically means you don't have a premium defender. I think you have to have like all cheap defenders. Okay, well, in that case, then, yeah, potentially. Because there are some decent budget defenders at the moment, aren't they? And you could have a really nice rotation. The only issue is if you would struggle with, you know, three, four point five-ish defenders and then your Kilmans and your Mitchells on your bench and not have any backup. Because I think you have to have backup this season. That's what yeah. I've learned to my cost. Um so if you've got, you know, enough playing bench enough playing players still, then yeah, potentially. But we're going to come on to our bench options and our enabler options after this talking point. So, um, yeah, we can go on to that and, and see if it is worth it, basically. See if we think those options are worth it. Um, so, first up, it's bench fodder. This is our second topic. Um, I think you've got the same problem as me. You mentioned before, Ben. You've got Mitchell and you've got Kilman. You fully cheaped out like I did earlier in the season. <laughs> And they've now both lost their place, it seems. Um, sad times. Sad times. Did, Kil- did Kilman even come on? Uh, for no, Wolves? but, but the, on? Only, the only thing with Kilman is Wolves, just, Wolves have gone back to a back four, right? Which is why he's been dropped. But they just got hammered by Liverpool. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe, maybe um, they'll reconsider going back to the back three at some point. But... That's maybe wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get rid of Mitchell first and Kilman second, but yeah. Um, so, so we're saying those two aren't looking great at the moment, and we're going into a Christmas period in a season where your bench is needed more than ever. You know, games getting cooled off, muscle injuries all over the place. Still, only three subs. So, who are the alternative budget options? There's, we don't think there's any more like four point ones, four point twos potential 4.0 that ben's found <laughs> we'll see we'll see about that one but should we start with the 4.4s so do any of these sound like good options to you ben balbuena at west ham he started every game and played every minute since game week four for west ham and they've had some good defensive performances recently charlie taylor at burnley they've got a double game week coming up obviously because they missed the first game of the season and uh, put in a decent enough performance against Everton. 
So maybe things are going to turn around for them. Leon Cooper um, at Leeds, 4.4. Webster and Ben White at Brighton. Obviously, Brighton's defensive stats are really good, but their performances aren't brilliant. We've got uh, Rob Holding at Arsenal, 4.4. Seems to be starting at the moment. Uh, and Lowton at Burnley. I should have probably put him with Taylor. He's playing games at the moment. Um, but how long that will be with Phil Barsley being out at the moment, I'm not sure. So what do you think? Do you think any of them are worth it as a kind of like bench fodder? Uh, pretty uninspiring uh, list. <laughs> I think <laughs> if I had to choose, I'd actually probably go Balbuena. Just, just on the pure fact, I think West Ham are probably the best team out of, out of all those um, clubs. Um, and you know, I think sometimes a solid, not this weekend, but with their with their three five two, normally pretty solid. Um, but my guess is, if you chose one of those four point fours, they'd probably score similar amount of points, right? I don't know. I I feel like if there's a 4.4 with a double game week coming up, Charlie Taylor, then that's where I would gravitate towards. Because I'd just be like, well, I'm going to get an extra game out of him. <laughs> I mean, based <laughs> on their form at the moment, that's that's an extra one point. Um, but yeah, I can see where you I can see where you're coming from. I just think Charlie Taylor's place is pretty rock solid, I think, at the moment. Double game week. Yeah. That kind of swings it for me, but I do like Balboa, and he has had a threat from corners in the past. Definitely much more than an attacking threat than Taylor. Um, I think Gary brought in Charlie Taylor this week. Maybe he did. For that exact reason. He did, and um, maybe I should change my <laughs> change my plans based on that. Um, <laughs> seeing as Gary's dropped down the league a bit, but he's just planning ahead for that double game week. Clearly, okay. Mm. So you're not not too impressed by the four point fours. What about the four point three? We've got one there that we think is a possible. Jamal Lewis, Newcastle. He's got a double game week coming up. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say he's played brilliantly, but he has played. And for that price, that's pretty good. <laughs> he's played every minute since game week four. And he played two two ninety minutes before that in game week one and two. So he's hardly missed any of the season. Uh, 4.3. Game double game week coming up. I mean, th- maybe that's you know even better than the other two. Yeah, reckon? West Brom, West Brom leads Fulham next. Not terrible. Yeah, you just have to wait, <laughs> wait a long time to see if Newcastle can actually play those fixtures because they had the issue with coronavirus. That's why the match was called off against Aston Villa this week, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the Jamal Lewis. Pick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Um, and then, I mean, the shining new star for you, Ben. <laughs> you were going to prioritise this man. Who is it? Who's our 4.0? Uh, I know nothing about this guy. He's called, Do you know his first name? <laughs> I'm just looking it up. Keen Bryant. 4.0 plays in the back three because O'Connell was injured. Played 60 minutes against West Brom, where they lost, and then played. He played 90 minutes against Leicester, and they also lost. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about him other than he's 4.0, and he's played. It looks like he's played the most of the last two game weeks. So, so um, Keen Brian, Keen, Keen Brian. Brian at Sheffield United, 4.0. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you know about him? Don't what you? do I know about him? <laughs> <laughs> I know that we don't have to rush to buy him. That's one thing, um, because there's a lot of players who've filled in at centre back for Sheffield United this season in Jack O'Connell's kind of uh, absence. You know, there's been is there Robinson who was there for one point, Ampadu, um, mm. Brian. You know. There's even Jagielka on the bench who's just sitting around doing nothing as well. So I, I'm not going to be rushing, that's for sure. And I kind of feel like I've messed up so much with my defence this season. I had so many points where I've had to take hits to make sure I can get at least three players out. I'm not going to be going there. <laughs> I'm much I'm, more interested I'm just in... just looking up his Wikipedia and under style... <laughs> Let me read... I don't know who wrote this. Style of play. <laughs> able to operate as a centre-back or box-to-box midfielder. Brian has been praised for his vision and passing ability, as well as for his long-range shots and penalty-taking. Jesus. He sounds like the next John Lundstrom. <laughs> he does Mark sound like... 2 0 like... uh, But who knows? Whoever wrote this Wikipedia could just be... Taking could just pissed. be lying to us. So I, th- I think, yeah, potentially. Maybe, maybe he's re- written it himself. Maybe he's also an incredible writer. <laughs> and fantasist. Um, okay, so those are the bench fodder in the defenders. Now the fun task of looking at the midfielders. This is important. This start of the season, it is important to look at your bench fodder options because you're going to be making moves like you're talking about, Ben, like trying to bring in those big hitters or trying to forward them. And also you want playing players on your bench for the rotation. So Obviously, in midfield, we've got the 4.5-ish options who are very dull, like Basuma, Romeo, and Anguissa. I mean, much of a muchness between them, right? It's not not too much to pick between them. I mean, you're not going to want to have three Fulham players. So, yeah, Anguissa's fine. Southampton, you might have three Southampton at some point in the season. So maybe you don't want to take up a place with... Romeo, Basuma, yeah, he has shots from range. He's scored already this season, hasn't he? So maybe the best of those three. But then we've got two 4.95, options who I think are really worth it. So Suchek, who's come off the bench for me this week and is in Matt's team as well. And Adamona Lookman, I think he's still 5.0 for Fulham. Um, he's been looking fairly good since his awful penalty miss. He's actually been playing in different performances and he looks like he's pretty far forward now they've dropped Mitrovic as well, right? Yeah. Um, along with Cavalero. Is Cavalero a midfielder? He is f- a bit more expensive though, 5.3. Yeah. Well, Lookman has a goal and assist in his last three and he's already got two goals this season. So I think if... If we're talking bench fodder, five million, if you can stretch that much, then I think he's a decent option. I think he, he might even be up there with Suchek for me. Yeah. Would you would you ever do you prefer him to Suchek? I'm not gonna do a sideways move <laughs> for my fifth midfielder. <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna do that. But, but if you um, had to choose, if you didn't have either. If I had to choose, I'm not leaving Suchek. I love yeah, the man. Yeah. Like yeah. he's actually, uh, he's a complete hero. Um, I love the fact that when you watch the game, every single time the ball comes into the box, he's bang on the penalty spot, just waiting for it. It just makes makes watching a, a West Ham game good fun. Um, then let's talk about the forwards. So budget enablers and forwards is pretty tricky. 
Um, we've had a bit of a look. Um, there's obviously your man at Sheffield United, Brewster, who's, who's the poster boy for budget enabler strikers, 4.5s. He was the man that you were looking at, I think, Ben, when you were talking about getting rid of Kane and, yeah. and bringing in Salah. Brewster, one point, one point per game legend. Yeah, you sound yeah. like you've changed your mind, possibly. You know, I want two points per game. I don't want one point per game. Yeah, you want you want the Basuma level. You don't want yeah. that. Okay. Uh, so who are you thinking instead? You're saying maybe a certain Man United legend. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, Bobby Reed, 5.3. But then with a bit of investigation, <laughs> Bobby Reed doesn't actually play up front for Fulham. Inve- investigation, do you mean watching one of Fulham's games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the um... first time. Would you describe it as a right wing or right wing back? In in the formation I saw, you know, they put the, the formation up before the game on TV. They were putting him as a wing back. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Whether you can change a striker to a wing back seems a bit crazy. If anyone can, it's Scott Parker. But <laughs> he can turn any man into a defensive um, masterpiece. But yeah, it sounds like it's not worth it then. If you're you're thinking you get someone for five point three starting up front for a Premier League team, it's not him, right? Right. Um, which which is what led me to. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't really want to go above four point five to like the IU range. <laughs> not that IU is any good or Joe Linton. I was like, I don't want to go above five point five. So that that left me with uh, Danny Welbeck, who at least plays 90 minutes every game, but obviously is not a great player and actually gets injured a lot very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how he gets on tomorrow. Um, and then there's not, no one else really. Christian Benteke got a 10-pointer today, played 90 minutes. Don't know what that's about. Is, is Roy Hodgson playing Benteke now? Well, how many goals did he score? Today? He scored two. He scored, he scored two, two today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 5.5, two goals. Jordan Ayew seemed to be playing on the wing when he came on. Um, and I thought he looked really good, to be honest, playing on the wing. He only got 16 minutes. That's probably why he looked good <laughs> <laughs> against the team who were 4-1 down at the time. But um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know if you can consider him a definite starter, Benteke. Yeah, they've I think got, maybe they're rotating. Yeah, they've got quite a few options, haven't they? Um so it but sounds sub, like sub five point five, the most nailed forward. I think is Danny Welbeck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then you look at that. He's five point five. He's a player you're going to want to have first on your bench, right? But you're that's like point six million more than Suchek. You're spending that money, but you're just letting them sit on your bench. So it seems to make sense to save the money and bring in Lookman or Suchek, where you have two options to switch between if one gets injured. Um, rather than building your team around someone more expensive, yeah. But I want to. I want. I want to play three five two. <laughs> but I want to. Well, then go for Brewster, man. Go save the money and just get your yeah. one point. Yeah. Oh, a Brewster Mitchell Kilman bench. It's just... Ooh, although, if you have Welbeck, if you want to change it at some point, it's easier to jump to a six. Point one six point oh striker. Whereas if you're Brewster, you have to free up a load of cash. 
I mean, yeah. it's win-win for me. You go for Brewster, you go for Welbeck. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. It's brilliant. <laughs> They're no Suchek. Uh, yeah, no Suchek. Well, I'm, I'm playing Yoss instead of Suchek, so I feel good about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of our bench fodder chat. Um, Summary yeah. is there are there are no longer any good bench fodders. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. I think four point three Jamal Lewis with a double game week coming up, playing for a team where they love to park the bus, and sometimes it works. Not very often, but sometimes it does. But four point three, I think that's pretty decent. Um, and Lookman, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's move on. Um, so the last thing in our kind of enablers new team structure looking at all the nuts and bolts is the non-big six stars. So the kind of enablers in your team. So who are they and how do we rank them pretty much? So who's the one that you want to talk about first, Ben? Well, the non-big six star in my team is my man Jack Grealish, and he's not... He's not leaving my team. <laughs> He's not leaving my team until next year. We have to shoot you if he leaves your team. We know. Yeah. We have orders. Um, yeah. I mean, goes without then, saying. Goes without um, saying. Yeah. Um, and then, Duncan, who else is on the list? Well, I'm guessing now you've mentioned the big man, Jack, we should probably mention Yotta as well. You kind of mentioned that you... You're going to be playing him instead of Suchek. He's a similar kind of price, and he's like 6.9 at the moment. What do you think about Yotta? Not starting, <sighs> not, not playing starting. against Wolves. It's kind of annoying, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I um, didn't get a huge amount of time as well. 6.9 for someone who... Well, I think I described him in a previous pod as the better version of Phil Foden, where... He seems a little bit more productive than Foden in terms of the minutes and points. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to observe the Champions League game. I think Liverpool already threw. It'd be interesting to see how much he, how much he plays in that game. Um, yeah, although um, he was subbed early. He was subbed on like 70-odd minutes, I think, something like that in the Champions League game this week. And that made me think, oh, great. He's the only one getting subbed early. He's going to definitely start against his old team Wolves in the Premier League. And he's the first one to get dropped. So maybe that's a sign that he actually needed to be rested and he was knackered. And that's the case of not like watching the game and actually just looking at the team sheets afterwards, right? Yeah. Um, but also, like, if he does start against Fulham, definitely could be really explosive. So, yeah. Um, I think that's that's a little bit scary as a non-owner, which is kind of why I wanted to get him. I think also it's the the problem with Fulham is that clearly Mane, Salah, and Firmino played pretty well against Wolves. You know, they don't Wolves don't get turned over four um, nil very easily, and I thought Firmino looked pretty sharp definitely in the first half. So yeah, maybe maybe that makes it less likely for Yota suddenly to work his way back into the team. Yeah, we shall see. We shall um, see. So what about Wilfred Zaha? He's got two goals this week. Two goals and an assist, potentially. Um, yeah, he's playing up front pretty much permanently now. 15-point um, haul this week. Um, he's back from COVID. Um, 
Yeah, against Fulham away, he got a 13-point haul. West Brom away, he got a 15-point haul. And he's got Sheffield United coming up in five game weeks' time. And Sheffield United are pretty rubbish. But until that point, it's a pretty nasty run. Yeah, two two tough fixtures. Tottenham, West Ham, Liverpool. Yeah, I think it's, it's a wait and see on Zaha. I feel like if you've got him, you've kind of got to hold him. But if you haven't, you can yeah. wait, can't you? Because yeah. with that Sheffield United fixture, that's the kind of run of good fixtures for him. Um, you can wait till then. Yeah, fair enough. What about Callum Wilson? He's doing doing really well in a really bad team. Um, he's kind of used to that. But he's also got a double game week coming up now. They've missed that game. Um, yeah. If if you want to bring him in, now's the time. West Brom leads Fulham. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do it because I, I hate Newcastle plays are so terribly bad whenever I watch them. Um, but that hasn't that hasn't stopped him, has it? Hasn't stopped him. He's still uh, getting the double digit holes, like a twelve, a twelve, a sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting question, right? Like, is Callum Wilson better than Yotta? It doesn't seem like it, but maybe he's going to play every minute. He's on penalties. Like, yeah, I, I would say he is a much better fantasy option than Yotta, for sure, without doubt. And cheaper as well now. What am I doing? <laughs> Why have I brought in Yotta? <laughs> Yeah, because I I don't know I could I could do Kane to Wilson and then easily do Ziyech to Salah. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. The, the, it's scary though. Not is it scary not having Yossa? I don't know. Now I've he, got that's him. really high effective ownership. Now I've got him. I kind of regret bringing him in because although at the time when i was thinking about bringing him and when i was talking about it on the pod i was like yeah you know if he gets like 20 minutes at the end of the game i'm still happy because i still feel like at the moment he's a big threat and he could get something you know either they're pushing for a goal or they've already killed the game and you know the other team is kind of there for the taking but now i regret it because it's another rotation risk in a season where i've been plagued by rotation risk and i spend my entire like life trying to work out and take hits to get rid of these rotation risks um so I'm regretting it already. Um, <laughs> so if I were you, I would go down the Callum Wilson route. He's going to play the every game. The only problem with Newcastle is which which of them got COVID? Because if Wilson got COVID, then uh, to recover. I think it was just like staff members and players. So I'm not sure which players, but um, there was a break, an outbreak in the training center. So it wasn't just like one individual player. I think you'd have to wait to make sure that fixture is going to happen and make sure you know who's fit and who's not. Um, but yeah, I think he's a, I think it's the best option that we've talked about out of Yota, Zaha and Callum at uh, the moment, Wilson. Okay, what about Neto and Podence? Uh, both around the 5.5 kind of mark and obviously Wolves now have missing Jimenez, who, know how, who knows how long for. Um, so they're going to be in the team, aren't they? And they're going to be up front. Um, what do you reckon to those two? Matt still has Podence, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't love them just because Wolves' fixtures are tough. 
Uh, Villa, Chelsea, Burnley, Tottenham, Man U. Also, I want to wait and see how they play without him in there. because they were struggling I mean, for goals with him, weren't they? They they struggled today with uh, Net, Neto Podence Traore up front because yeah. they don't really have a focal point. Um, they seem to do okay against Arsenal without Jimenez for most of the game, but I think I don't know. I think it's too risky. Yeah, I kind of agree. And the fixtures not great, so that's fair enough. The last guy is James Ward Prowse. So I think Gary brought this up uh, with us. He was saying, "How how do none of us have James Ward Prowse? Um, he's basically on fire this season." And he's kind of fulfilling the potential that he's always, you know, had. So he's got three double-digit returns uh, in his last five games. He obviously, ha- hasn't yet played against Brighton away, but he's he's on the free kicks, he's on corners, he's getting assists, he's getting goals. Um, I guess the reason that I didn't bring him in at the start of the season is because he has never really lived up to that uh, potential. But also, he'd lost penalties, so that wasn't. That was a reason not to get him in. I, the signs were that he would get less points this season than he had done previously because he'd lost <laughs> lost the pens to Ings. So would you be going there? Gary's talking about doing it. What do you think? I just don't like James Wall-Prowse. <laughs> I think he's just a, a set-piece merchant. You don't get, outside of set-pieces, you don't get anything from him. Um, but I'm not going to say he's a bad pick, just not for me. I just don't like him as a as a FPL player. I kind of agree with you as well. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's our kind of our non big six all stars enablers that we've kind of picked out. And the final topic is is DCL. So the king of the one touch finish, the new. The new Inzaghi, the English Inzaghi, as his manager has pretty much uh, put the title on him. He's managed to do it again against Burnley, despite his team not playing particularly brilliantly attacking-wise. So my question to you, Ben, is, so I'm around the million mark. Um, as I think like quite a few uh, people in the FPL community, like Fancy Football Scout and a few other people that I, I listen to, seem to be in a similar kind of fixtures around the million mark or, or even further back. Everton are going into some tough fixtures. They've lost Luca Dean. Um, James Rodriguez seems to have kind of lost his form and somehow DCL is still getting the returns, but is there any point me keeping hold of him? He's 62% owned. I've looked at around my rank. He's about 83% owned, something like that. They're going into Chelsea Chelsea uh, in the next game week. Leicester, Arsenal, Man City are coming up. Wolves, West Ham. Um, so it's not a great run for them. And they're picking up a lot of injuries as well. And maybe that will continue. But they've lost Coleman. They've lost Dinia. Those are kind of crucial players for their system. And they don't have a lot of backup. Is there any point in me keeping him? Or should I just swap him out for Callum Wilson? Save the money and... yeah. Or someone who's even more of a differential? Yeah, I think it's one of those classic questions on like how much you're willing to gamble. Um, 
because I think it does it does make sense looking at the fixtures if you're trying to catch up. It it is one of the obvious places to catch up. Mm. Um, the pro, but obviously the reverse problem is like if he scores a goal in any of these fixtures, your your rank is just gonna plummet. plummet. Yeah. Um. So like in my position, in my position where I'm like 150k, I'm definitely not gonna get rid of him. Um. Also, I think um, it also depends on like if you if your team is in a good enough place where you have transfers to kind of experiment doing stuff like this. Like I wouldn't, I would never, I wouldn't take a hit to do it. Mm. But if you have yeah. like two transfers saved, and I, I don't think it's the worst idea because um, I mean one all draw with Burnley, it's not really good. I mean uh, the highlights of that match, it's a pretty even game. Burnley could have won that. It's not only that, it's like the loss to Leeds in the previous game week, yeah. only just beating Fulham, losing to Man United, losing to Newcastle, losing to Southampton. Like, they're on a terrible run. Yeah. Um, and then they've lost the fullbacks, right? So they're, they're doing really strange things like playing a Wobi. Yeah. I think they right played back. God- Godfrey yeah. left back. Like, yeah. it looked a mess. So, yeah, like, uh, it, it depends on your rank and how much you're willing to gamble. I think so basically but for me is it is it much of a gamble like if i if i if i leave him in my team and he does well it's going to have no effect for me because <laughs> everyone has him so why keep him especially with the bad fixtures like yeah if i ever yeah. want to get back into the top 100k i've got to kind of take those chances haven't i yeah callum Wilson. yeah I am tempted. Um, anyone else that you consider for a replacement for DCL? We're not talking like our budget, Welbecks and Brewsters. We're talking, you know, <laughs> yeah, pr- cheaper than DCL, but um, not that cheap. Well, most people have Bamford, so I, I think he's an obvious one. I saw Matt brought in Che Adams. Yeah. Which he has some decent fixtures. Well, not really, but Brighton, Sheffield United, Arsenal, City, Fulham. Um, I think Matt is probably banking on him being the main man when Danny Ings is injured. Um, Even they, when Ings comes back, he still was playing well when Ings was there as well. Yeah, he's just not a double digit type player, right? Like, picks up an odd goal yeah. and assist. So, yeah, I think it's slim pickings. I think it really is. I like him. I like Watkins. You like Watkins? Yeah, just because he's got two double game weeks coming up now, mm. um, which is pretty pretty massive. Like we're we're debating whether that's worth it with a player like Jamal Lewis in the Newcastle defence. But for a striker, um, on form, um, stats wise, on form, I think he's. I think I was looking at one of the fancy football scout videos, and they were saying. Last four game weeks, he's up there with the big players, you know, the Fernandes and the De Bruyne's for expected goal involvement over the last four game weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's music to my ears. 6.1, only 8% owned, two double game weeks coming up. That's crazy, isn't it? So, Do you prefer and, him to Callum Wilson? Um, he's on penalties as well, so that's kind of a similarity. I'd say he's in a better team than Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Fixtures wise, he's got uh, Wolves away, 
which isn't always that easy. But then Burnley and West Brom, I mean, and Palace. So yeah. it's not it's not too dissimilar to Newcastle's in a better team as well, who've been rested. Um, although Newcastle have been rested as well, haven't they? But yeah, that that might shade it for me. And then that's kind of taking out transfers further down the line. And I'd have Martinez, um, Grealish and Watkins, and I'd be pretty happy about that um, future planning. So, yeah, it seems like a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah. But I think it's... I feel like it's between the two of them, Callum Wilson and and Watkins. Um, Yeah, players like Tammy... Obviously, losing their place, that just doesn't look great. How much is Giroud? <laughs> I mean, he has been the downfall of many FPL transfers past for me. 6.7. He should not be 6.7. He should be like 5.5 or something like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that would that would be a massive trap anyway, so I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to take the plunge. But I'm going to have to wait till it's not hit. Uh, what would you do? Would you do Mane out for Salah for Fulham away and Captain Salah? Or would you say, I've got Yotta, I've got Mane, that's enough coverage for Liverpool. I'm going to make a switch of Calvert-Lewin to uh, Ollie Watkins. I would... Uh, I don't know, I just like Salah, Captain. Yeah, me too. I think captaincy is so important, isn't it? Wolves are way too... Yeah, no, it's not the great one. No, it's not. No. All right, fair enough. Um, I think that's all our talking points. So, shall we have a look at the Listeners League and and see how people are getting on there? Yeah, we can do. Um, Going through the top five this week, um, Morten Longbo is... uh, Still first, 56 points. De Bruyne captain, Nick Jones still second. Um, Darren Axton has moved up to third. Um, Adam O'Connor has moved up to fourth. And Oh, uh, who's in fifth? Come on, who's in fifth, fifth then? <laughs> myself. Uh, and Michael Chen. Mike Chen, who is actually a friend of... Um, Andy and I's, so he's doing well. Um, shout out to Mike. He's also American, so he's doing pretty well for an American. <laughs> yeah. And um, at least at least one of the potters is in the top five now. Yeah, yeah. It's important. It's very important. Um, and sad news that Gary's wife's son is, is falling down the rankings slightly. Yeah, from uh, 3rd to 10th, um, I think... Let's see. Looking at our team, it's a bit of a disaster this week. Uh, Patricio, Tammy Abraham, captain. Tammy Abraham, captain. Oh, no. Uh, Matt, is that Matty Cash? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Son and Rashford Kane still, still doing well. Um, but yeah. Hey, Lass- James Ward-Prowse is still to play, so we could be yeah. eating our words here. It's true. Um, the top scorer this week uh, is... How do I say this name? Nosakar Darlington, 92 points, almost hitting 100 points. Possibly could hit 100 points depending on the Southampton game. Yeah. Um, so if their team is McCarthy, 
Um, looks like Dallas will come in for Kilman. Zuma with another goal, incredibly. Like I think it's his fifth goal of the season. Gary brought him in this week. Oh, good for Gary. Uh, yeah. Cresswell. Then the midfield, listen to this. Son, 13. Zaha, 18. De Bruyne, captain, 28. Bruno, 6. Um, Kane, Calvert-Lewin up front. And then um, Adams from Southampton still a place. So. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, 92 points is pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the listener league. Um, I don't know where the rest of the porters are, probably further down the page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to scroll far I'm enough. Scroll It'll down. take too long to find me. It'll be an yeah. embarrassing radio silence. Um, nice one, Ben. Um, if if you don't follow us on Twitter already, give us a follow at FPLFFanatics. Um, and if you want to take us on, like I said before, the league code uh, is in the show notes. So you can find it there and and come and take Ben on at least in the top 10. Um, yeah. Just leaves me to say thank you for your insight, Ben. No, thanks. It, a lot of food for thought this pod. I've I've gone from Danny Welbeck to now Callum Wilson. So what have I've, I done? I've a, lot, I've a lot of thinking to do. What have I done? You were <laughs> going to get Brewster or Welbeck and you were so sure about it and I've changed your mind. Oh, God. Hopefully, Wilson will turn into the troll that he is. He is a troll. He is a massive troll and he's waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Ben. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks. Sweetie, later. Bye.